Hello, everybody, and welcome to OSCE Talk. My name is Anthony Pasquale with Patrick Catazone, another edition of our podcast from our couches. Before we get into a little bit of Brad Underwood's comments from meeting the media via teleconference earlier this week, we've got breaking news today that two huge Illini players that we both hoped would stay are going to the NBA. Indeed, Io DeSumo and Kofi Coburn declared for the draft today, shocking a lot of people. Yeah, I can't believe it, and uh, I'm glad I can't believe it because it's not real. April Fools. We everybody. got you all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be terrible. But on that note, let's get into the comments that Brad Underwood had on the most recent teleconference about uh, the NBA draft. Here he is. You know, you can you can play into, uh, you know, not knowing if there's going to be an NBA season. Uh, not knowing what um, uh, what, it, what the draft process even is, uh, that trickles down into what agents are doing uh, and how they're going about their business. Uh, and yet, uh, you know, unless you're uh, pretty sure surefire top ten pick, it, it gets pretty challenging to uh, to know what even that process is in, in terms of. You've got to think that uh, uh, at this point, you don't know what a, a, a summer league looks looks like, what a what a the draft combine would look like, um, you know, even if what the draft looks like and when that would be. So, um, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Um, you know, I, I was in a in a position to examine all those things and, and, and talk with his people, and and uh, they have done the evaluation process. Uh, that's still out there for all uh, for all the athletes to go through, and and uh, you know I was in that process, and uh, so you know we'll see. But uh, you've got so many unknowns, and uh, you know you've got a portal full of, of athletes right now. I think we're up 150 or so from last year, right in that neighborhood from from the same time, uh, and and right now we don't know. Um, what the, the one-time transfer waiver is going to look like and if that's even going to happen for this next season. And so there's, there's tremendous uncertainty, uh, which for me, for me is, is we're in a good place. And, 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 uh, you know, if, if this is at a different point where you need five or six guys, it can be very, very challenging when you can't have visits or, or, uh, do anything other than just, uh, uh, contacts through the phone and FaceTimes and stuff like that. Thanks uh, to Brad for that little excerpt there from his teleconference. I mean, I think he hit the nail right on the head in in just essentially saying that we don't know how the draft process is going to look. We don't know even if or when there is going to be a draft. And obviously there are some players who do know that they will be in the NBA next season. And and those are those, those lottery guys, the top 10 picks. And unfortunately, Io wasn't in that realm and he didn't get an NCAA tournament to turn himself into a player who is in that realm so there's a lot of confusion a lot of frustration probably and I'm sure that's leading to Io potentially wanting to come back and up his draft stock a little more I don't know it could lead to him wanting to to get out of of college and and get to the NBA and get that money sooner rather than later so I mean I think Underwood like I said hit the nail right on the head and saying we don't know yeah I think the big thing uh, if your IO is 
what are what are the agents saying? That was one thing I wasn't really considering um, when Brad Underwood was talking was what do how do agents now play into this with coronavirus? A lot of players didn't have the chance to prove themselves in the tournament. Io being one of those people. Now, you know, agents are signing people. They're trying to get people drafted. You're talking to your agent. Um, I believe uh, once you sign to an agent, you can't um, you can't come back to the NCAA. Um, so that's a big deal. Um, we'll see what Iowa does. Does um, it, it'll be interesting, and, and he's got a couple of, couple of weeks. But it, you really feel for not just him, but everyone in the NCAA who's in his same territory. Not a top ten pick, but a guy who's looking to be in the draft. Yeah, uh, for sure. the The other thing is, I think it's a little interesting. I'm pretty sure Io Desumu has not signed with an agent yet, so he is technically still a uh, an amateur. And while he is look looking to the NBA, he's not officially left the university yet. So obviously, there still is that open door for him to come back. Um, but you know, we just don't know. If you had to give a prediction, do you think? There's a, a full draft, a shortened draft, a, a draft that's maybe pushed back into the fall, potentially. What what do you think? Yeah, I don't really see a problem with, like, a virtual draft, I'll be quite honest. Um, I think Adam Silver could put that together pretty quickly. Um, it It's entertainment. It's something for, I think, the media kind of needs it. Um, sports entertainment needs it right now. Um, they need something to happen, and, a draft, and, and uh, a draft is a great way to do it. I mean... Um, we have this problem every May when there's no sports on other than baseball and, and um, uh, there's not like two, two sports like there always are three sports in the winter and, and uh, early spring um, like there are in the summer is just baseball and, and they have interjecting you know the drafts NFL draft in June and NBA draft in April um, May um, ish so now with no sports, I feel like a draft would be a, a perfect thing to watch for a lot of people. And, you know, it's it's something that everyone talks about. Like ESPN will be talking about the draft for the next three months because, frankly, that's, that's all. Yeah, and while there is no Zion-like prospect this year, there's a lot of players like Aya who could either be a, a top 20 or a late second-round pick. There's a lot of talent. I think that's a testament to how much um, parity there was in the NCAA this year. I think... When Mike Hall was on our show, he said there's about 30 teams that can make the Final Four, and there's not a clear favorite to win. And obviously, Illinois was one of those teams. And, you know, there's an I.O. on all 30 of those teams. So there's going to be guys that probably don't get drafted as high as they should or guys that get drafted higher than they should. Um, there's a little bit lack of sample size. You didn't get to see these guys plays and play in a lot of those clutch, high-pressure, a lot of crowd situations. So... It'll definitely be interesting, but I, I think it'll definitely happen. I think there's no way um, for the draft to, to be canceled, especially since you know there is a way to, to get it done virtually. And it's different because the, these college athletes played their entire season, essentially. Whereas you look at you know the MLB draft, that might have to get pushed back because none of these guys even had a season that scouts can look at. Yeah, you know, um, obviously the high school uh, plays a bigger deal in the MLB draft, um, high school players, that is. Uh, one example I want to throw out there for guys like Io that can make a difference is Daniel Arturo of, of Minnesota. Um, look, there's a guy right there that um, had something to prove. Uh, 
wasn't on a, on a team that was going to be in the, in, in the tournament, but he's kind of in the same area as Io could be twenties, could be um, in, in the tens, but he, he as well is kind of getting screwed by um, uh, the coronavirus. Just, just, like Iowa has been. Yeah, and then you look at a player like like a Cassius Winston, who probably could have got drafted any of the last three seasons, but he chose to come back to Michigan State for each year. So um, there's there's a lot of different ways that it could go with it. Um, I think this could lead to more parity in the NCAA next year and in years to come if some of these guys do decide to to stay instead of go to the draft. And you know, hopefully it all works out. Obviously for the sports aspect, but. Of course, the seniors and everybody else battling the virus, our thoughts and prayers are with them, too. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, too, like uh, guys like Andres Feliz, who definitely deserved to be in the tournament, not getting there. But let's move on. Um, Talking a little bit about recruiting, here is what Brad Underwood said about recruiting uh, during these tough times. Yeah, it's videos. It's, um, you know, you're trying to get as much information uh, to these prospects as you can digitally uh you're trying to communicate with them and and um uh you know we've got uh you know some some guys in the 21 class we've had on campus and and you know we're basically conducting what would be an official visit uh we're doing that online uh we've spent uh, a majority of the last two weeks uh working on the, the the graphics working on the videos working on uh uh, the points of interest for each individual, uh, knowing that we're not going to be able to, you know, we were going to bring a good good number of those guys to campus this spring. And uh, I think you will see uh, kids who have made campus visits, whether they were official or unofficial, I think you could see them start to uh, commit and make decisions knowing that they're, they're, in all likelihood, probably won't be an AAU basketball season to go see. Um, so there's no benefit for them not to. Um, you know, some may wait until the spring, you know, and just and just play this out. You know, I think you'll see a wide gamut of, of, of different things. But, uh, you know, we're this is our new norm. Um, I tell everybody it's junior college recruiting. You know, I've got good good years of experience there. You just get on the phone and, and you build relationships with people over the phone. You do background checks over the phone um, and uh, try to get as, as much information as, as you can possibly get them um, via uh, the, the digital route. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point he's making, you know, the fact that everything needs to be done virtually. But I also like what he said. I'm not sure if we caught this in the clip, but I know he said it during the press conference about um, when, you know, you have to rely a lot more on video in these situations in terms of watching film. And, you know, he doesn't want to see your dunks and and your flashy three-pointers at the buzzer. He wants to see, can you read a ball screen properly? Do you hustle back on defense? Those type of things that, you know, coachable stuff. You know, you're not going to make every three with four seconds left, but you could still be a great player. But, you know, you want to get that proper read every time there's a ball screen in front of you. That's what they coached Kofi up. By the end of the year, he was getting the right read on every single screen, and that's something that Brad Underwood talked about a lot and and applauded Kofi for. And I think, you know, it definitely makes it harder. You're going to have to take a flyer on some guys. You're not going to be 100% sure that you want them um, or – or there might be certain 
facets of their game that you're not familiar with until you see them play. So it, it, it's going to be interesting, but I, I think this virtual recruitment can really uh, separate the good coaches from the, the average ones. Yeah, you compared it to um, recruiting in JUCO, uh, which is something he had a lot of experience with, which is uh, very interesting. The other thing I want to talk about too, um, if you do this virtual like experience, what do you show of U of I? I, I like personally like dining like you just go on like a video tour of the dining hall. Yeah, I don't know. it's it's interesting what do you, what do you too because those? I think a lot of people like to see a lot of people in those videos and there's nobody on campus right now. So it's definitely a challenge to whoever has to make those videos. I think, you know, I know this, we're talking about basketball, but the football would have a much easier time selling because of how nice their facility is. Illinois is still in the process of constructing and getting the plans for a new facility. So you probably show the state, uh, state farm center, the, the weight room that they use, probably, I guess, where some of the players live. There isn't a ton to do when, when there's not a game to show them or a practice to take them to. So that's definitely an interesting part of it. I don't really think about that. You're not only selling the program, you're selling the school. And how are you going to do that if, if nobody's there? With no players. Yeah, that that's why I'm shocked. Like Maybe, like, hey, here's Eikenberry Hall. It's very nice a place you can live um there's just i just don't think with with nobody on campus there's not like a lot you can see yeah and and brad also mentioned um talking about not necessarily these are players that he already recruited and adam miller and andre Carbello, coleman hawkins but how is he going to get them up to speed you know physically and with the team workout wise through the summer and potentially early fall when the university may or may not be open yet. Like how, how are they going to get their new players up to speed with the playbook and, and get chemistry with some of the other players and things like that when they haven't even gotten a chance to. Speaking of a couple of players that we haven't seen, Brandon had some words about kind of cleaning up the uh, team and how Grandison and Hutcherson will fit into uh, this team and maybe adding uh, another another recruit to uh, this upcoming class. Yeah, I think we've got a nice, uh, you know, we 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 feel like we're in a good position, um, really at at every spot. I think that you know you start you start uh, getting very detailed. Uh, you know, I think there's um, you know we could we could potentially use a, a stretch four. Uh, you know, I think it depends on the, a little bit depends on the, um, the one-time transfer rule. If kids sit, if kids are eligible, uh, you know, uh, most of the, of the world doesn't know about uh, Austin and Jacob and, and they're sitting out and uh, uh, what they bring to our table. Uh, you know, we get so consumed with, um, grad transfers and, and our recruiting classes, we forget about the the, the uh, number one team in the country this year. Most of the year was Baylor, and their roster was all set-out guys uh, for the most part. So, it, you know, we forget about those guys. But, um, you know, if, if, if we had a set-out guy, it could be a combination of anything from a big to a point guard. So we're, we're, uh, we're evaluating everybody and, and uh, all positions and, 
you know, a stretch four was was the right fit potentially, um, with the right body type and the right skill set. We would, uh, um, you know, that's 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 one that we would uh, maybe move on. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at scholarship spots, um, right now the team is full. Um, however, uh, with like with Allen and Tev leaving. And, and the newcomers coming in, they are, I believe, full for next season. Um, but there will be one spot remaining if Io leaves. So I think they're already kind of looking into to where that could end. Or there might be two spots left. Um, or w- two if Io leaves. But as it stands right now, there is one. And he said they're potentially looking at a stretch four. I thought that was interesting um, because they've kind of used a stretch three as a four, like DeMonte Williams or even Andres Feliz on some of the really small lineups in the past. But I think, you know, he mentioned, I might be getting the two mixed up here, but he mentioned Grandison can play two, three, and four, and Hutchison could play one, two, and three. So those guys definitely have some versatility, um, and, and we could see them being those stretch fours as well, you know. He, was, he spoke very highly of both of those two players, so I'm excited to see those guys on the court. Um, obviously, you wish, you know, Allen and Tev were still on the team, but these guys could come right in and make you forget about those guys really quickly. Yeah, and, and I guess the hope right away, but I, I, it's a good place to be if you think that all you're doing now is, is just getting a couple more details um, on your team um, and you're just cleaning up the roster. Yeah, and, and the other thing is, like Brad mentioned a lot, is that these two guys set out a year. It's not like they're brand new to the program. They've been learning the playbook, learning the team, getting used to the players, working out, building up their bodies. So when they're thrown into game action, they're ready. And the other thing I just found really interesting about it all is the fact that with Allen and with Tev leaving and probably Io DeSumo going to the draft, obviously that's still a question mark, but if he does... That leaves Georgie Bashanisvili as the only member of the 2022 class left on the team. Because after last season, um, Samba Kane and Anthony Higgs transferred, so all of Georgie's classmates would be gone then, and uh, he would be the only one left. And I think when, when Brad said they're looking for a stretch four, that kind of reminded me of Georgie because that's what he was his initial year at Illinois. His freshman year, he averaged 12.5 points a game, I think, as a, a four and a five primarily. He played the four a little bit more this year because of Kofi and struggled a little bit, so they're definitely going to be looking to get him back on track too. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and uh, on that note, here's what George Bajanishvili had to say about uh, his current situation uh, with the coronavirus. Hey, how you doing? Um, absolutely. I mean, I talk to my family every single day. Um, that's how we get through this. We get through it together. Even though we're not together right now at the moment, we're not in the same location. We try to call each other as much as we can. We take two, three times a day. And just uh, try to stay positive every single day, you know, because uh, right now, not a lot of things that we know what will happen in the future. So we can't plan on anything. We don't know what to do. So... What we are trying to do right now is just put day by day. What well, this today we can do, you know, wake up, maybe work out, maybe make a fucking video or something, and uh, then you know, just 
have faith that everything will get back together. But how we've been getting through it, just having a positive mindset through all this and calling together every day, you know. Yeah, you know, Georgie's always a positive guy, always thinking about, you know, ways to to beat things happily. You know, he's he's dancing around making TikToks, he's relaxing for the first time in his life. But I mean, you gotta feel bad for him. He can't go home to visit his mom and his brother right now, who he always talks so much about and there's so much love there. And so many of his classmates, so many of his best friends are leaving for other situations. I, I kinda feel bad for the big man. Yeah, I think you definitely feel bad for him. Um, uh, it, it it does suck the situation that he's in, but hopefully um, it gets better and, and you know spends a little bit more time campus and um, fortunate hopefully stays safe, which is uh, the most important part. Um, moving on, our final topic for this uh, episode of Oski Talk is talking a little bit about football. A little bit of a what if situation if. The, the teams and the NCAA isn't ready to open up football for 2020, 2020. Do they push it to 2021? In that case, um, the Illini would be playing in February um, up till May 8th. What are your thoughts on this idea? I think if it has to be done, do it instead of scrapping the season because then you have to go through the whole eligibility debacle again like the baseball and all the spring sports have had to. Um, but that would also mean you have to play two full seasons in one calendar year, you know, February to May, and then you get June, July off, and you only get those two months to A, recover, and B, get all of your newcomers up to speed with the system, and then all of a sudden, you're in Ireland playing in Dublin in August of 2021. I think that's a really quick turnaround. Um, I've actually heard from a few sources, or I guess it's just rumors at this point, it's not verified or anything, but there have been discussions to push back the season, not all the way until 2021, but on like a late October, early November, that's when the season starts, and then it would end in like January, February, and then March would be probably the bowl games. I think that would be a lot more doable than a February to May type season, but you know, a lot of these organizations, whether it's the NCAA, NBA, NHL, MLB, they have a lot to figure out, and it, it might just turn into, as soon as this is over, a ton of sports a ton of the time. Yeah, and, and that's good and all. I, I think that if you come in that situation, maybe starting in late October makes sense, but I, I just think that you have to have students there to watch the games. Like, I, I just don't see them having games over winter break i just I, just with the bowl the way bowl season works and, and realistically um if this happens it probably wouldn't end till like june probably 14th 7th is what i think um season ends in may 8th then you got a month um and then you got bowl season right they'd probably move bowl season up a little bit and not have it a month maybe two or three weeks um and then have the national championship game. Like, look, I, it'd be a lot of fun to have that, but I just, um, I think you have to hopefully, hopefully, hopefully pray that we're all good by, by the time August comes around and play this. Otherwise I just, I'm not a hundred percent certain because that time in between the two seasons would literally be a, a month, June, maybe July, because July and then August, you got to start, um, 
fall camp. I have an idea that might be able to combat this. Um, so if, if you have to push this season back till February, February to May, bowl season over by June, then the next season wouldn't start until late October, early November, and end around January, February. And then the following season wouldn't start until August. So you'd be able to actually like stack three two of them out of place, but then by the third, you're back and, and everything's back to normal. Um, however, and then, like, with, with the people who already made deals, like Illinois going to Ireland, maybe that's just an exhibition because I, you probably can't reschedule that. So maybe you play that instead of your spring game, that's your fall game, and it's against Nebraska or something like that just to to still get that publicity and make uh, true to that deal. But I think the... If it has to be pushed back until 2021, then you have a 2021 spring football season, a 2021 winter football season that goes into 2022, and then by then you're back for the 2022 fall season. I think that would work out. Yeah, I, I just don't know if, if the NCAA wants to affect three seasons because of it. In that case, do you just cancel that one season? But Yeah, if you if you wanted to play all three seasons, this would be the safest way to do it instead of doing essentially two seasons back to back. That's just that that's going to result in a lot of injuries. I mean, I don't know. Do college athletes have like a players association or anything? Well, if they did, okay. Well, the the NCAA. I mean, you could. There could be. What I'm saying is, there could be some lawsuits if you play two back to back seasons. Like there, there's a lot of complications that they're going to have to work through if this virus sticks around. Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't. But if it does, hopefully we get some some football soon. I think the biggest problem for the NCAA in this case for football is that the NFL, it's in the best interest of the NFL that that NCAA season is played, regardless if it's in spring or fall, because they need to scout players and, and get ready for their upcoming draft because if there's a bunch of busts in that, that's not good for the NFL. And they need they need a, an excitement to it because without that, there's no Joe Burrow, Chase Young, Tua, and that's creating an enormous amount of excitement for the next couple of years. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. All these things are, are really like fun things to think about and talk about, but we hope it all gets worked out sooner rather than later. Just a quick message from... Me and Patrick and, and all of us here at um, the Champagne Room and SB Nation, our thoughts and prayers are with everybody affected by the virus, but also for all of our listeners, we hope we can provide a little bit of entertainment during this kind of tricky and uncertain time. Hope all of you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and ILL. I and I.